We live, baby. We live. Oh my god. Yeah, baby. We live. <laughs> well, welcome to the Accessibly Black Podcast. I'm your host, Angel. And I'm your host, Joy. We are so excited to be here with y'all. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Y'all, do we sound super excited right now? Be real. Be fucking for real. <laughs> You said we are so excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Y'all, my, we tired. It's okay, though. My my excitement level internally is there. It is. It's just not coming out that way because we tired. <laughs> so let's just preface this by saying it's mm-hmm. been a long week. Mm-hmm. Continue. Yes, been a long week. Um, we're just coming off fresh off the hills of doing our first ever collab, our first mm-hmm. ever live podcast, which is so exciting. All the good things. Um, and so, yeah, we are giving y'all a little taste of what that episode was about. And it's a very special edition. It's a Valentine's edition. It's a love edition. So you're going to see a lot of, a lot of love in the room. Right. The theme was definitely love. It was (laughs) actually all about love Mm. by Bell Hooks. Correct. Um, And so (laughs) this was something new for us. Our Mm -hmm. first collab. And a shout out to Easy's World, Mm -hmm. Eric, for allowing us to uh, rent out that space for the evening. Yes, recording Uh, the space. It was a vibe, Mm -hmm. um, but I will let y'all know the audio wasn't quite audio and like it needed the audio for the intro. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) for the intro, it's going to be a little different than what you're expecting. Mm -hmm. Uh, But y'all should still be able to hear everything. Yeah. Um, Just just hold out through the intro. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once we start getting into the meat of the interviews with our special guests, y'all will hear back clearly. Yeah. Um, But just, yeah, just a little little disclaimer before we hop into the recording. Yeah, yeah. So again, we always appreciate y'all rocking with us. We thank you. We love the fact that we were able to do this live podcast. We might we might decide to do more in your city. Okay. okay. Once we get there. Once we get there. Right. And maybe next time you right. can be featured. Correct. Correct. So thank you all so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the episode. As always, like all the things. Yes. If you <laughs> on social media. If you get to the end of this episode and you you like, wow, I really love the Accessible Black Podcast. And you don't follow us on social media, what you doing? Right. Please. What you doing? Right. So, yeah, y'all. Strap in. Enjoy. Shout out to all of our guests. Shout out to Breaks in the Simulation. Shout out to Zell's Realm for having us. Yes. And we just hope y'all enjoy and have a great time listening. As yes. much fun as we did recording, we hope you have listening. That part. That part. <laughs> all right. Roll the tape. Roll the tape, baby. So, first, how about actually just tell us your name. Okay. Okay, my name, my name is Brian, but everybody calls me Pluto Blue. Okay. That's, uh, I got that name from um, doing poetry. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, run that back one more time. You said about four or five names. My name is Brian, but everybody calls me Pluto Blue. Pluto Blue is yeah. together. Pluto Blue is together. Okay, that's yeah. why I missed it. Yeah, because okay. they said I wasn't from, they said I'm not from here. <laughs> you know you don't choose your nicknames. You don't. You don't. Yeah, you your don't. friends choose your nicknames. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the name. I because like when I was younger, I was always an eclectic person when it came to like music uh-huh. and things I was interested in. Mm-hmm. So like, 
I would be listening to like Japanese music or different language music and like my partners is looking at me like yo you really different like so it's like you know what you from Pluto and that was just how the name came about Welcome. Yes. <laughs> On top of a like a nice LSD trip, but we, you know we're not gonna go in there. Oh, well. <laughs> save that for another episode. Correct. Correct. Okay, so let's just kind of dive in. Um, the first question that I have for you is, what is your current interpretation of love? Hmm. Love is a double-edged sword. Mm. It gives you the most beautiful, the most beautiful and fulfilling feeling in the world. And it also could cause the most deepest pain that cuts to the soul. I have to agree, 100% Mm -hmm. agreed, Mm -hmm. agreed, yeah. Okay, okay. So when did you first begin to form an identity around the concept of love? Like what's your earliest memory of understanding what love was? About seven, Mm -hmm. my grandmother, Mm. no eight. And I'll I'll tell you why. I underst- I got a big feeling of understanding when I le- when she when I lost her, mm. and then boom it hit me that I couldn't ex- accept not having this person in my life, yeah. and that's when I got my first concept of love. Mm, got you. And have you seen that concept change over time? Mm, it has. It's been times where I just didn't feel it. I was numb, and then it's it's become deeper. It's become deeper over time, but I become more reserved with who I give it to. Ah, you like me? I, okay, <laughs> but before we before we right. move, cause mm-hmm. I feel you on mm-hmm. that. I was so young when I lost my mother, and at that time, you know, I was what ten. The only person in the world I knew I loved was my mother. Mm-hmm. And so it took losing her to know what it felt to lose love, right. but also to reconfirm for me the fact that I did know what love was mm-hmm. because I had it with her. And so I feel you in losing mm-hmm. the love of your life. You know what I mean? And how that can shape mm-hmm. moving forward, how you mm-hmm. perceive love. Mm-hmm. And also because it also had a negative impact on me emotionally and I became more cold because I felt like I should be the moral support for my mother when it happened so I didn't cry I didn't cry for my grandmother until about, I was still about 19 when I wrote when I wrote a poem for her but I didn't cry I was just their emotional support and I carried that deep father in life and my capacity for love I come off as cold or nonchalant but no I'm very loving and caring but I give so much and been burnt by it that I gotta I can't give it to everybody no I I get that part too specifically Mm -hmm. because I I mean I like I'm just not a very trusting person Mm -hmm. to begin with so my capacity Mm -hmm. for love is very low my tolerance Mm -hmm. to give love to others is very low like I can give care to you but that don't mean I love you Mm -hmm. you know um, and so I have to find the key people in my life that I actually want to give love to and I, you know, hopefully can get some of that reciprocation back too. Mm-hmm. But it's important for me to find those people and find those groups. But it's also hard to mm-hmm. that point too. It's very hard because mm-hmm. I don't trust everybody. Like don't that. trust everybody. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, you know, it's and then you gotta you gotta factor in how people was raised. Yeah. 
Because we're not always nice. The, the, the trauma, I've, I've over the years become very self-reflective. So I'm very in tune with how I feel and what's going on in my mind. Yeah. And I'm not uh, I'm not a in-denial person. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can accept what's happening and actually verbalize it. A lot of people, through their trauma, they haven't actually sat there and worked on it. But me, I'm the type... You, that's not that's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. That's right. not an excuse. Right. Nope, not at all. Cause if I'm if I've been done this, and you're not willing to, then nope. But that's that's the difference. Literally, mm-hmm. when you are looking for your community of people, at this our big grown age now, <laughs> it is so clear when somebody has done that work. Yeah. And when they have not, and it's kind of like. The, the the one thing that kind of lets me in to see like can I trust that I can be emotionally available with this person because they themselves have done the work not that there's a certain level you have to get to but you can tell mm-hmm. when somebody hasn't sat down and mm-hmm. processed their emotions over the years unpacked mm-hmm. the trauma that came from losing or you know, unpacking what love means for them. And if you have no grasp on self-love, then I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, how are we going to go farther with this? Yeah. Now me, uh, I, I got to that point from driving trucks, mm. uh, 21, I left to drive trucks cause, uh, my lifestyle, I got tired of it. And, um, I was, you know, I was in there thinking about myself. So after I run out of music to listen to, audio books or podcasts, after that, I'm just in that thing sitting quiet. (laughs) So you can't run away from yourself. So a lot of, so that was a, them them hours on the road was a lot of self-reflection. Weeks and weeks at a time just sitting with myself. I thought about a lot. I came to a realization about a lot, realized a lot. And um, it made me a way more calmer and yeah. chill. Yeah. And then people would see me when I done got older and be like, oh my God, like, you're way more relaxed than you used to be. <laughs> mm. like, yeah. yeah. But then it also made me a certain way with dealing with, back to love, mm. dealing with a person. Mm. I don't, I don't want to hear the excuses. I'm very self, I'm very uh, observant. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Let's, we we gonna talk, yeah. but like don't don't gaslight me. Right. Do not give me no bullshit. Mm-hmm. We gonna talk about it, but keep it honest. You know what I'm saying? Right. Keep keep your word about things. Yeah, for sure. And we should be able to talk. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like yeah, if you if you scared to tell somebody some shit, what you scared of them? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Right, what are you, well, what are you? What, what are, are you scared, scared of? of? What are you scared of? Yeah. Yo, I recently dealt with that with a chick I was dealing with. I'm like, yo, you don't gotta lie about like the the your promiscuousness when when it was happening when it, that it, like from beforehand. Mm. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, you're like yo, you don't gotta hide that from me, dog. Like, yo, we could be around somebody you fucked before. That don't matter to me. Mm. What that got to do with me and you? <laughs> like, I've had, you know, you know what I'm saying? I did things with multiple. All I'm saying is, okay, so what? You'd have had, you'd have had 30, 40, 50, 60 people. What that got to do with anything? That mean, that mean you experienced shit. 
I don't right. fuck. Way you, bet, you, better, you better than a person with five. You the guy. You got a lot of uh, you got a lot of data in the field. You got a lot of testing done. <laughs> All right, Pluto Blue. Well, we gonna let you go and get out of here, but we do have one more question okay. for you. Okay. So okay. pick fire or ice. Mm, ice. Okay. Tell us about a time that you truly felt self love. What prohibits you from feeling that every day? A time where I felt you self love, truly, like just a, it could be a memory, it could be a core memory, uh, a moment. I have another night. Oh, go ahead. I saw some people, and uh, I didn't do something that I, that would have been a bad decision because I thought about myself and everybody else, mm. and I just sat there and cried about it. Mm. Well, sometimes you gotta cry it out to get to where you need to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's literally the definition. That is. Well, that's one of the right. key definitions of self-love is doing something now that sets your future self up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I would have made that decision. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't be having this podcast. I'm glad you're here. All right. Y'all, y'all, ready, y'all, ready, y'all ready between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. Y'all kicking me already? I'll be Joseph. <laughs> Well, thank y'all you. Y'all got so one much. more question? Do more. I know y'all got one more. Let's okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know y'all got one. Or, mm. let me see. Or I could just, since it's about love, right? What you got? I could give y'all something. Is it on here? Yeah. Yep. Let me give y'all a, let me give y'all a poem. Yeah, I'll I'll read, and I'll, and I'll, I'll leave out. Okay. And this is, this is one I wrote when I got my heart broke. So it's about love. We're on the topic of love. Mm -hmm. What do you see when you look at me? Do you enjoy my presence? Is my thought process attractive? How would you feel if I was gone? Would you even feel? Are you even capable of that? I feel. Honestly, I think I feel deeper than most. When I love, it's as deep as a well, but that well is is becoming dry. I want to ask you, was what you told me real? Or just for some game to entertain yourself. They say you never really know a person. And I can attest to the truth of that statement. Love is a double-edged sword. It can bring the most beautiful feeling and the deepest pain. One day I'll find its true form. Wow. That mic, uh-huh. that was a mic drop. Correct. Oh, Correct. Well, wait. Before you go, tell the people where they can find you. All right, you can find me at uh, on Instagram, Pluto P L U T O underscore B L U. You know, um, I be chilling, man. I do poetry, um, real deep in the music. I mean, uh, DJ game. You know, if you like to party or have fun or dance, just come around. Oh man, y'all gotta have me on again. So tell us a little bit about who you are. <laughs> so okay, um, about me, which to segue from that. So I'm a communicator. I do um, a lot of storytelling. My background is in poetry. I've been doing it for several years in the city. Some people out there know me as Valio. Um, I'm sort of rebranding and transitioning to more of like an art. A, an expression and storytelling that I want to exist as, as opposed to what I was like doing for money okay. and with other nonprofits, which was spoken word and poetry. Mm-hmm. So now my storytelling is experimental poetry, which is poetry at the intersection of experimental theater. Mm-hmm. So think weird, Afrofuturism, avant-garde. Um, I like to fuck with people. 
you know. Okay. okay. So like when y'all like, all right, we I'm following y'all get it. Right. So like if you're so think alternative, okay. right? Yes. Like that's my existence. Yes. I've been that's how I grew up, you know, wedged between eight siblings, mm. one of eight, mm. and feeling othered and alternative mm-hmm. and I remember uh, hearing things in the city regarding different types of blacks mm. right so I was like <laughs> okay we're doing that uh-huh. let's lean into it more right. and so that's what my brand and what it is and how it, it is as it is today yes. well we do have a couple questions about love for you oh. are you ready let me get out of my administrative right. mode <laughs> Got two sides of me, art and management. So, I love that. We love that too. That's us. Correct. I love that word. I love that word. Kimberly Crenshaw. She ate that. Correct. She ate that. Okay. So, tell us a little bit about how you define love. Love. Mm -hmm. Right now in my life, love is God. Mm -hmm. Love is um, grace. Mm Love is infinite. Mm. Um, love is Jesus for me right now. Okay. Um, I recommitted my life to my Christian faith, seven years removed, agnostic. Okay. And I'm exploring that in a neo-Christianic kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, not really attaching myself to what Christianity is because right. it's there's a lot of bullshit there. Oh, okay. And learning that love, God, is allowing me to be me in a way that doesn't have to pander to like what I've known Christianity to be. Right. And um, it's scary. I'm still in a space of like doubt Mm. and wrestling with like, yes, this is actually happening and it feels good and it's real. Um, And also like, existing with my community and Mm -hmm. and making sure that I'm still having space for the people that I have been connected with Mm -hmm. and hearing multiple perspectives. Like I was just experiencing, like talking to a woman who was like deeply rooted in her Jewish Mm -hmm. um, community and and like my whole understanding of like Christianity regarding Judaism was so, she just towed it up. She was like, no baby, like that's not, no, who taught you that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, do tell. Right. She was like, we don't believe Jesus was God. We believe he was a Jew. Mm-hmm. And I was like, continue. So <laughs> and then she was like, did you know that Israel is like the intersection of yeah. every major country, um, major like the world basically? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I did not. Mm-hmm. So just keeping myself open. Um, but yeah, love is, the last thing I'll say is about love is love is love is safety mm. to like the nth degree. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in pure love when I know I don't have to protect myself because mm. I I understand that love is protecting me so I can love freely and receive love. Yes. And I'm safe, mm-hmm. you know, so Absolutely. Something like that. I oh, 100% agree. Correct. Yes. Correct. Yes. Love is safety. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, when did you first begin to form an idea of what love was? Like, what's your earliest memory of understanding love? Mm. 
unfortunately, it wasn't humans. Mm. It was dogs. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Dogs. Talk about it. <laughs> Y'all funny. Y'all are so cute. Y'all are so cute. Yeah. Like that's the mm-hmm. first thing, let's be honest. Like mm-hmm. growing up, I I didn't really feel loved and really seen by the people, the humans around me, but I I felt love regarding our pets and our in the dogs that we constantly had and yeah. I felt like I don't know, that's it's so interesting cuz mm-hmm. I've never really considered it. But yeah, like I was like, I love, I'll always, I've always loved dogs. I don't know where that mm-hmm. started, but I, I was a tomboy. I mm-hmm. climbed trees. I made mud out of like food, mud, yeah. food dishes out of mud, <laughs> put it on leaves. I love, I was outside. So like, yes, right. yes seriously, like yes. stayed outside. So like the street lights came on uh-huh. and, um, and I guess I love frogs. I love mm-hmm all that and so dogs kind of fit in that and we always had dogs because my stepfather he like you know I guess bred pit bulls and he always had dogs in the yard because he was just that kind of person and I was always the one of I have seven sisters and one brother oh wow so it was all of us were girls yeah and so I was like the the boyish boyish Mm -hmm. of the girls and so my little brother was born and so I was always responsible for the dogs because I was the only one that would do it. <laughs> and so me and these dogs kind of formed like a bond, me feeding them. And maybe I, I also felt kind of like, not saying I'm calling myself a dog, but like mm. I always saw them as like unfortunate and mm. chained and contained. Mm. They, my stepdad could have taken care of them better. Yeah. Mm. And so kind of like resonating with them. And, and just so community with dogs yeah. is how I experienced like a, a sensitivity to the things around me other than myself Correct. and felt like I was as I was giving love and, and caring for something it was also caring for me in Absolutely. some kind of right. strange way so okay so our next question is when you hear fire and ice as the theme of our event when it comes to love what do you think when you think fire and what do you think when you think ice these questions <laughs> got people in here thinking like really right right got me sweating <laughs> this ice not real right no i'm joking we good yeah um fire and i so i am i'm just being like yeah, straight no, transparent absolutely. i think yin yang i think mm. contrast extreme opposites conflict polarity um, um, so yeah, that I yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I was say that's really all the questions we have for you, but we really, okay. really do appreciate you coming yeah. and speaking with us. Tell the people where they can find you. Tell oh, absolutely. What's next. Oh, sure. Like, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so again, I'm Storyteller Poet yes. Valio on Instagram. Right now, I'm at uh, this event promoting um, my event, mm-hmm. which is an Afrofuturist Heritage Month showcase called Ooh. It Get Right. Y'all would love all it. All those words that- put together. Look, I was like, we, we're doing it. Like, we're not apologizing. And so this is a Afrofuturist showcase. It's going to be next Saturday, February 24th from 530 to 830 at Recirculating Farms in Central City, New Orleans. So that's um, 1924 Jackson Avenue. Okay. Um, you can. I'm like, is that the one in Central City area? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right by Aretha there. Castle. Uh, yeah. I walk past. Yeah. I stay around there. The event's going to be so dope. It's yes. going to be so weird. We have linens I and candles it. and vendors. There's an open mic portion. Oh, period. Um, 
So yeah, that's what's that's what's going on in Valley's world. Okay, Valley. Doing the damn thing. Period. Love to hear it. Period. Period. <laughs> Unapologetic about it. You have to. You have to. You, you have already to. know. You have to. You have yep. to. Well, thank you so much, Valley. Thank you. So good. And we'll get the information to get yeah, the I'll be out there and the babies together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I follow you all. So yes. even if y'all don't see me out there, I'm just going like, to yeah, harass y'all. Yeah. No, so. please. That's, okay. yeah. That's all right. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you, Thank y'all, ladies. <laughs> Peace. Enjoy the rest of the event. All right. Well, all right. I'm Angel. And I'm Angel. Joy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and so- you are? Joy. Joy. Angel yeah. and Joy. Yes. Oh. <laughs> An iconic duo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm a Scorpio and she's a Taurus. Sister signs. It just aligned. You know? Okay. So I love it. So tell us who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is, I'm an artist. Okay. Uh, my name is Sarah mm-hmm. Dupuis. Right. And um, I hail from New York. Right, New I've York been in a house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I've been living here in New Orleans for about eight years now. Okay. My family, my heritage is Haitian, All right. okay. which I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. So I feel very connected to this city. I feel very mm-hmm. at home here. Um, yeah, it's a special place, and um, it's been good to me in many ways. So, yeah. Okay. What's your it's been an interesting yeah. journey. Yeah. Um, so I have several mediums. My first love is music, okay. you know. I've yes. always been like a singer, uh-huh. a songwriter, play guitar, self-taught guitarist. <laughs> Yeah, and um, you know, I, I love writing. I love, I like to paint as well. Mm-hmm. So I like visual art, and um, and I like to dance. Okay. And Just I like acting. Right. Yeah, I like everything. Oh God, I don't mean to sound whatever, but oh, I'm, I'm but I just I just feel like um, I feel like my experience has been um, that creativity is kind of like many times has kind of saved my life it's been like a therapy honestly mm, yeah. you know to get through difficult chapters of my life and so I just sort of um, poured myself into it but all you know it just helped me manage things and so I would just gravitate to like whatever was available mm-hmm. kind of thing okay. yes. you know um, so that's why it might seem like I'm all over the place but I really believe that art is just sort of something that for me, can allow you to like um, express yourself, obviously, and just get through a lot of things. It's therapeutic. Correct. Art, art, art is therapeutic, and I think everyone is an artist in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of like what you're exposed to, if you allow yourself to go there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I yeah. Feel you. Yes. Yeah. Feel like life is an art, that. right? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> How you live your life is can is is your way your personal way of life is your own art because it's right. like you're crafting your life the it's way you want it. Mm-hmm. You know. Right I feel you, Marcus, on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like I be all over the place too. Right. Yeah. I do. A, I do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's really just. They say. Fresh. They say that like different chapters of your life require a different version of you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like different things are needed at different times in our lives. Mm-hmm. We we show up differently. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just. All right then. Okay, yes. I like that you asked who I am versus what do you do, you oh, know? absolutely. No, we yeah. gotta figure out who you are first. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. To get to that. Yeah. Right, right, right. So we do have some questions for you that are oh, yeah, about please. love. Okay. okay. So we're gonna dive in. <laughs> and, okay, 
answer as freely as right. you would like. Exactly. Okay. But don't feel like you have to unveil your deepest, darkest Correct. thoughts. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just Whatever you, you feel compelled I, I'm, to I'm say. I'm pretty, yeah, okay. <laughs> so the first question I have for you is, when was your earliest memory of what love is for you? What has influenced you <laughs> in terms of feeling love and how you mm. define love? So what's your, like, your earliest memory is the root of the question. What's your earliest memory of love? Well, I feel like my, my earliest lo- uh, memory of love is like with my siblings, mm-hmm. honestly. Okay. You know, not romantic love. Right. Um, yeah, just connecting with my, 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 I had a baby brother, unfortunately, who had passed away, but like I was closest in age with him, so I'd hang out with him. Yeah. And, you know, it's just that, you know, doting and reverence for that person, you know, it's like they're born and you're like looking at their crib yeah. and you wanna hold them and you wanna <laughs> play with them and do things for them. And, you know, and it's just this unconditional love that mm. comes out of you, yes. you know, cause it's like new person here and they, they're deeply connected to you. So, you know, I think that's a beautiful, a beautiful thing. I feel like it would have to be with my siblings. I also remember with my sister, my sister was born in Haiti, but I was born in the U.S. And I remember when we were very young, she would ask me, we lived in Brooklyn. (laughs) And I don't know, I think I went to Haiti as like an infant. I didn't Mm. remember shit about Haiti. I really, you know, I was too young. But she would ask me to tell her about Haiti because she wanted to remember. She'd be like, tell me about Haiti. And I had an imagination, so I would just make up stories. I'd be like, well, we're walking around and we picked some mangoes off the tree and you know yeah. <laughs> I just I would just like think of things yeah. and then she'd be like keep going you know tell me more and I would just like come up with things and uh-huh. you know what that's like one of my a fond memory for me because it's like that desire her desire to connect with 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 home what home was for her and that I had to use my imagination mm-hmm. to help her. And it was like, I loved doing that, you know? Yes. It was like with, with pleasure, you know? I was like, okay, I'm gonna make up a story, oh, let's go, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's love. I don't know if that's not love, I don't know what is, you know? Absolutely. Again, your creativity being Correct. at the core yeah. of your expression of love. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. definitely. Absolutely. So I guess on par with kind of this event and the fire and the ice themed and all that, when you think of fire, how do you define love? When you think of ice, how do you define love? <sighs> I think of Astrid and Simpson, no. <laughs> fire and desire. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> um, oof. Obviously, you know, there's the, there's the prototypes, the cliches, um, I guess that are there for a reason. You know, fire represents, um, passion sometimes like unbridled uncontrollable like Mm. you can't get your emotions together Mm. (laughs) type feeling your hormones are leading you Mm. oftentimes (laughs) i have (laughs) i have definitely been there Mm -hmm. um and then the ice part i don't know i guess i guess i associate that with more with like disappointment i guess Mm. or just you know 
uh, when things don't go the way you, you feel they should or you feel a sense of betrayal, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think also I think of narcissism mm. when I think of ICE because mm. narcissistic behaviors kind of, it's like on and off behavior. Right. You know, so it's like you're getting like love bombed and it's like you're the shit, you're the everything. And then next thing you know, you know, radio silence, you know, you know, and you're just like, what did I do? And then you're just like, oh, how can I get that feeling back? Mm. You know, and then the cycle begins, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Talk about love bombing I'm glad we have the terminology Mm -hmm. for it now. Because that part, that part, because I yeah, that and didn't know how to to call it out. Right. But yeah, it was always uncomfortable. I, you know, it's funny because when we talk about love, I think like it's really hard for me, honestly, because I, you know, I went through neglect mm-hmm. growing up. I've been through abuse, mm-hmm. uh, like sexual abuse, mm-hmm. um, and. I really didn't feel the people that were supposed to protect me didn't always protect me. I didn't always right, feel safe. Right, and it's like, right. you know, so your concept of love and you spend your whole life trying to, you know, if you have parents that were unavailable, you you spend your life trying to be validated in some way, mm-hmm. trying to get attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has nothing to do with love, right. you know? Sure. And like you're saying, like I come from, I'm pre cell phone. I'm, you know, I'm like back in the beeper days, you know, like, (laughs) um, so, and I, you know, I went through various things where I didn't have the terminology to understand, you know, narcissistic patterns, you know, but I found myself in those types of dynamics, you know, over and over again. So I, I started, I wanted to really stop this pattern. So then I started to find out, you know, started to read up right. you know on narcissism on de- codependency yeah. mm. you know and um i know this may not be like romantic and sexy you know but yeah um but these are things that i feel any anyone who's doing the, the worthy inquisition into what is love what does love mean to you yeah. How do you love yourself? You hear that so much. Oh, you girl, you got to love yourself. Right. You know, well, what the hell does, what that, does that mean? mean? Right. Does it mean bubble baths? Right. You know, like, yeah. it's a little <laughs> bit more, you know right. what I mean? <laughs> does it mean getting your nails did? Right. <laughs> you know, it can, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it does. And it does. It does. And, and but there are levels to it, it, right? Yeah. There's levels, levels to it. Yes. There's levels mm-hmm. to it. Um, and I think it's a long, lifelong process. Yeah. At least it has been for me to find out like what it what is it to really to love yourself and to be able to love others because I think the whole point is to really also be able to show up for other people Mm -hmm. you know too you know and 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 maybe help people that are suffering you know Mm -hmm. that to me is the ultimate love right to want to do that but I think I know I'm not gonna lie it's hard for me I I don't want to sound like I'm this big altruistic person um I'm a Buddhist you know so I do think of myself and others but I feel like I do tend to spend a lot of time thinking of myself honestly thinking about like how to relieve my own suffering but I think 
What happens though is that over time, when you do break through certain patterns, when you do become healthier, you naturally um, become a magnet to other people mm -hmm. that so they see it in you because you can't fake the funk. People can tell right. when you're grounded. They can tell they when can. you Correct. have boundaries. Correct. They can yeah. tell when you're centered. Yep. They can tell. Just people. People know. And they sense that energy. Absolutely. Just like, you know, you I'm sure you've done it, I've done it, you gravitate to people like she look like she knows what's up. I'm gonna tell her what's going on. Maybe yeah. she'll have some insight, you know. Right, right. <laughs> because you can sense people that seem to like have a grasp on certain things, you know. So people will literally you don't even have to come to them. I think people gravitate to you that can use your support or use your insight or you know, or just that your presence can help. Sometimes it's not, you don't even have to do anything. I think it's just show, showing up for people. Absolutely. You know, that's to me is love, showing up for people. You know, when people show up, you know, that means just everything. Does. No, <laughs> One thing I learned about community, mm -hmm. I find some of the strongest uh, feelings of love for me show up within my community. Yes. It's not necessarily always just me loving an individual person. Yeah. Right? It's, it expands beyond loving an individual person because community gives you more, like, when it comes to support and people being there. Yeah. The community can be there. When one person can't, another one can. You know, it's funny that I think I was just saying that about New Orleans. Like, that's part of what I love about New Orleans is that I, I've felt such a sense of community here. Mm. I'm not just, I'm not going to say I didn't feel it at all in New York, but because as an artist in New York, there's definitely a community and it can take a while to build, but you, ha you do have your people, you know? But here I do feel. I feel this sense of even if I'm at home, I'm at home alone, and I know there's a second line going on, and I don't even know them people, but I, <laughs> but but I know that like if I show up, uh -huh. right. people are gonna greet me with a smile, right. um, you know, and I'm probably gonna see somebody I know, and it's just gonna be love. I'm just gonna be able to just be myself. Absolutely. Nobody's there like judging you, sizing you up. It's exactly. just everybody's there to release to enjoy you know and um and it's, it's very accepting new orleans is you know it's funny because the, the the new york has the statue of liberty right and that's supposed to um represent like you know everybody's welcome give me your tired your poor i say like in new orleans it's more like that they're like give me your tattooed give me your you know just give me all your misfits give just, you know and um, I really liked that when I came here, just being able to be myself and not always feel like I had to sort of have my guard up mm -hmm. and I had to represent in a certain way, like I was going to be evaluated every time I step out of my yeah. house. Right. You know, that, for me, that's what it felt like in New York. Like you had to represent in New York. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and yeah, and here people just aren't that concerned about things like that. They're just like, how you doing, baby? You know, they're just, they want to know, like, how's your day? Right. You know, and, yeah. and there's no agenda behind it. There's, there's no, no like, agenda, well, right? what? it's not transactional. Yes. Yeah. Like, well, what can this person do for me? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Right. Well, Sarah, that's amazing. 
and we appreciate you for coming and speaking with us. Yes. And I guess I gave. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, ooh, write that down, write that down. <laughs> right, right. I absolutely love everything uh-huh. you had to share. Yeah, re- like a lot of what you said resonated with yeah. me. I like see myself in you a little bit because. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we all are mm-hmm. each other's mirror. Like we're going, we're all going through this, absolutely. you know. Um, yeah. Is that my phone? Uh, is that a cue? My phone's like, girl, it's time to be quiet. But it's, I just wanted to say, like, you know, we always think of romantical love, yeah. but I think the best thing is to keep true love at the fore. Yes. And true love it transcends just romanticism, right? That's right. right. You know? Um, so. Well, Sarah, tell the people yeah. where they can Thank find you. you. Thank you. Oh, you can find me um, on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, Dupuy Love, D-U-P-U-Y-L-O-V-E, underscore essentials. Um, I make earrings. I make body butters. So you'll that's my page for that. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. I, I have a musician page on there as well. Okay. Um, haven't updated it in quite some time, but <laughs> like, I am there. Um, and yeah, and you'll find me running around out here in New Orleans too. Thank you so much for thank you so much for having me on. All right, y'all. Well, well, well. Y'all getting a lot of live action uh, responses to things that are happening. Updates in this episode. Um, But we want to come back on here and let y'all know this will be a part two episode. So if you enjoyed part one, thank you. Thank you for sticking it out. Mm -hmm. We will have to spin the block. Mm -hmm. Catch part two up next. Oh, yeah. Enjoy. (laughs)